Hello and welcome to the Flying Frisbee podcast with me, Dominic Frisbee. Thank you for being one of the many thousands of subscribers to this Substack. As always, you can read this article or you can listen to it or you can read and listen to it. And I hope you enjoy whichever option you choose. And today's piece is called How to Buy Bitcoin in the UK and Elsewhere. When, where, how and why to buy Bitcoin. This is your definitive guide. The Bitcoin price has been quietly moving up and almost inevitably I'm getting messages from people asking how to buy it. Bitcoin should make up a core part of your investment portfolio. Never mind the noise, the doubts, the FUD, that's the fear, uncertainty and doubt, the oh but I don't understand how it works. Bitcoin is an incredible computational breakthrough with enormous implications for the world. It's the most technologically brilliant form of money money ever invented, and my advice is to own a share of the pie. It is in limited supply. So here, by popular demand, we outline the best ways to buy Bitcoin in the UK and elsewhere. And this is a reversion of an article I put together for paid subscribers last year, but I'm making it available to one and all. I wrote the first, and some and many say the best, who am I to disagree, book on Bitcoin from a recognised publisher back in 2014, so I know a thing or two about it. A great account. Read it and glimpse into the future, said Sir Richard Branson, though it's not clear he actually read it. When he was Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, like George Osborne before him, gave it the big one about turning the UK into a hub for cryptocurrencies and the industries of the future. But these are just words. In practice, the UK regulator, the Financial Conduct Authority, has made life very difficult for the UK investor who is interested in cryptocurrencies. It has banned the sale of crypto derivatives and exchange-traded notes to retail investors, which means traditional brokers are out and it has made sending money from a bank to a crypto exchange very problematic. Fear not, this guide will explain all. But my first dollop of advice is this. Before putting any significant sum to work, research as much as you can, read about Bitcoin, listen to podcasts, and above all, try out the tech. Buy small amounts, get a friend to do the same, and practice sending small amounts of money to each other. When you've got the hang of things, then, and only then, uh, speculate with more significant sums. Bitcoin seems to go through four phases with every cycle, and these cycles repeat. Phase one, there is the quiet accumulation. Few outside of the bubble of ardent Bitcoiners take notice as it discreetly creeps up. Phase two, the frenzy and blow off top. The price rises accelerate. There's a rush to buy. The media's all over it. Everyone on social media is crowing. There's a huge row about whether Bitcoin is in a bubble or not. I get invited onto the BBC to talk about it. You get a phone call from your mate's nan asking how to buy it. Dean from up the flat starts holding court in the CAF about irresponsible monetary policy at the Federal Reserve. Bitcoin has one of its blow-off tops. See 2013, 2016 and 2021 for more details. Phase three, the monster correction. Bitcoin loses over 50% of its value. Economists who miss the boat go on telly and declare they were right, ignoring the fact that the price to which Bitcoin corrected is several hundred percent above where the quiet accumulation phase began. 
Earlier in Bitcoin's evolution, these corrections could be 90% or more. Now they have scaled back to more like 80%. Four, the frustrating consolidation. Bitcoin goes into a period of range trading, consolidating the gains of the previous bull market. This is a period of relative quiet, at least by Bitcoin standards. There are rallies that get many excited. We might be seeing one of those just now. But they prove to be false dawns. Invested, investors get frustrated by the grinding action. The media loses interest. Many forget about it. And so we drift into another quiet accumulation phase. We've just had a classic of the genre monster correction, uh, during which Bitcoin lost maybe 80% of its uh, value, going from around $68,000 back to just 16000 Since December, it's been quietly rallying, and today we sit around 23000 It might go back and test 16000 It could fall another 80%. Then again, it could go up and up and up from here. The best time to accumulate is during the frustrating consolidation or the quiet accumulation phase. And I suggest that is where we are now, somewhere in stage three or four of the cycle. There are many who dismissed it late last year as it fell to $16,000. I take the other side. Given the spate of bankruptcies, the Sam Bankman freed saga and more, I think it's pretty amazing that it didn't go lower, that it held up where it did. So there are three ways to get hold of Bitcoin. You can earn it, you can buy it, or you can mine it. I suppose you can steal it as well, but that's not something we cover here or indeed anywhere. Forget mining for now. Bitcoin mining is beyond the scope of this article. Earning Bitcoin is simple. All you need is a wallet. As long as the buyer of whatever product or service you are selling is happy to pay you in Bitcoin, you just send him your wallet address instead of your bank details and they can pay you in Bitcoin, just as they would any other form of money. There are countless wallet providers. I like Exodus because it works on both your phone and your desktop and Moon because the interchange between Bitcoin and the Lightning Network is very user-friendly. Follow the instructions they give you to get started. They have videos to help you. Keep a note of your seed phrase and store it somewhere safe. Put aside an hour to have a play and familiarise yourself with how it works. So that's how to earn Bitcoin. What about buying it? To buy Bitcoin, you need to go through an exchange, the equivalent of a broker or a bureau de change. There are so many exchanges now, and they all have their pros, cons, their idiosyncrasies. The best for UK investors are probably any of Coin Corner, Gemini, Kraken, Binance, Bitfinex, CEX, Bitstamp, Poloniex, Bittrex, even eToro. The one I use most is Coin Corner, and that's because I have an affiliate deal with them. Opening an account, uh, there's a link in the article if you want to go and check out Coin Corner. Opening an account with an exchange is a bit tiresome with all the ID checks, but it has to be done. And broadly speaking, the more you want to buy, the more paperwork you have to fill in. And do make up, make sure you set up two or three factor authentication. Most exchanges insist on it. Kraken, Bitfinex and Binance seem to have the cheapest commissions, but they're badly lacking in customer service. And if something goes wrong, you won't get much help. Also, don't buy off the front page. You'll end up paying a higher commission. Buy through the trading apps and using a limit order. Commission rates are lower there for some reason, and I guess it's a, a way of snaring newbies. As I say, the one I use most is Coin Corner. You can't buy shit coins with them, and it's very good to have that temptation removed. 
Easier options for small amounts include Bitilicious and local Bitcoins or even Bitcoins ATMs, but their commissions and spreads are vast. Revolut make it easy to buy Bitcoin and easy to open an account, but you can't then move your Bitcoins elsewhere. You can only sell back to Revolut, which is somewhat besides the point. But it also means Revolut solves the storage problem for you, though I wonder, for reasons explained in another article, Google my article about Revolut, how much protection you'll have if they get hacked. Advanced users and purists will prefer the decentralised exchanges, but we leave those for another day. So once you've got your account with an exchange set up, you'll experience the delights of sending money via a UK bank. You might end up having to make a phone call to the bank at this point and you will wait a while. Banks' response times are slow. The FCA registered exchanges such as Gemini tend to be the easiest in this regard. Um, You can use debit cards with Coin Corner and most of the others. I got so frustrated with HSBC blocking my transfers to... um, crypto exchanges that I actually switched bank to challenger bank Starling. Starling were fine at first, but now they've changed their rules. Conducting some research on Twitter, Barclays and NatWest are hopeless. HSBC, Halifax Nationwide, Santander and Lloyds might let you. After a few phone calls, Revolut and Monzo are okay. In order to use crypto exchanges and send significant sums of money, my advice is to open an account with Monzo or Revolut. So you send your money from your normal bank to them and then from them to the crypto exchange. But a word of warning, read my article about Revolut. Don't leave large amounts of money for long periods in there. I have heard some nightmare fraud stories. To open an account, have your passport to hand. Uh, And it can be done on your phone simply in just a few minutes. That's with Monzo. And it seems to be a long-winded way of doing things, but it works. Then so send however much you want to spend on Bitcoin to your Monzo account. And then from Monzo, send it to an exchange. Um, If you'd still prefer some sort of listed option, i.e. something you can buy via your regular broker, even with the FC rules, there are various options Not as good in my view, and during this bear market, they've been very weak, much weaker than Bitcoin. But there is MicroStrategy, uh, which trades under the ticker MSTR on the NASDAQ. It's become something of a proxy for Bitcoin as it owns so much. There's Coinbase, which trades under the ticker COIN. Again, on the NASDAQ, COIN is the ticker. London has a Bitcoin, uh, a listed Bitcoin miner, Argo Blockchain, ticker symbol ARB. And both Vanek and Han have crypto-related EFs, but ETFs. But I, I, I warn you, they've just been very weak. And if, after all that, you preferred gold, I've put a link to how to buy gold at the end of the article. Just a little disclaimer here. I'm not regulated by the FCA or any other body as a financial advisor. So anything you read above does not constitute regulated financial advice. It is an expression of opinion only. Crypto is a famously risky sector, so please do your own due diligence. And if any doubt... Uh, consult with a financial advisor. Markets go down as well as up, especially crypto. I do not know your personal financial circumstances. Only you do. But never speculate with money you cannot afford to lose. Thank you very much for listening and I'll be back with another podcast very soon.